When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real Texans are genius. Bud Light salutes you, overly dedicated Texas Longhorn fan. How come? You show up to every UT football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, and ball-related sport there is. Ping-pong. Each game, you slather your entire body in burnt orange. Every nook and cranny. Yes, you're brewed in Texas, and so is your Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly. Texas edition Bud Light beer cans. Anheuser-Busch, Houston, Texas. You're listening to KTAE AM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock, Texas Sports, The Horn. The Horn. Guests on The Horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit vaqueroscafe.com. Welcome up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Yeah, good stuff. Critical uh, juncture in the baseball postseason, obviously. What a game last night. What a game. Gosh, man, that's what playoff baseball is all about if you're watching Phillies Braves. What you love about it. The uh, dripping with drama every pitch. Uh, obviously, if you were in in Atlanta last night, you're rooting for the Braves most likely and 100-plus win season, historically great offense. But yet through the first game and a half of the divisional series with the hated Phillies, you have been shut out. You haven't scored a run. Zero got shut out in game one and lost. You were down four to nothing in game two uh, and hadn't had a hit against Zach Wheeler last night. And, boy, you could just feel, even through the television, Rod, could feel the tension. In the building. That's what the playoffs all about. Pressure. Oh, my gosh. Pressure cracks pipes, but mm-hmm. the Braves sacked up. Uh, just cracked a run, cracked the scoreboard in the sixth inning with a, with a single digit, and then Travis Dorno hit a big home run. And can we play that home run, Ty? Can we play uh, Austin Riley? This is the eighth inning. Uh, still down. Still down. Um, they're still losing 5-4. to four. Uh, You should check that. 4-3. to three. Still losing 4-3. And you're down to a few outs to go in the baseball game, and and Phillies are going to snatch this thing, headed back to Philadelphia. And Austin Riley plays big time hero. Here he comes, Riley in the air to left field, on the run, Marsh. There it goes. Austin Riley has given the Braves the lead in the eighth. Jeez, Louise. Crazy. Uh, by the way, that's Central mm. Texas's own Brian Anderson on the call. He's out of Williamson County. Hey. Brian Anderson out of Georgetown, hey Texas. Now. Does a great job on TBS, uh, basketball and baseball. And he, because, um, you know, what you heard in that eruption from the crowd is just all that tension. Oh, my gosh. They're on the edge of their seat, and they're just, they're, their team's about to lose. <laughs> this team that they followed for the whole season that was historically great. And uh, that home run just kind of popped the top, and the place went nuts. And for it to end on that incredible double play in the ninth inning, just to put a capper on it, was that was a, an incredible 15 minutes of theater because mm. uh, the double play came pretty shortly after the home run. So they went 14 scoreless innings? Yes. That's a, that's just unbelievable. Because they, they led 
Major League Baseball in scoring. And then I run 15, 15 scoreless. 15 No, scoreless. 14, right. Yeah, 14. nine, and then this five here. And they led Major League Baseball in scoring. Big time. Had a 500-plus slug, 500 like, slugging percentage. That's why you can't. Like, that's what the pressure of the playoffs will do. And this, like you said, how everything changes in the playoffs. Shortened rotations, everything. Yeah. Right? They it's, crumbled last year. They did. Phillies. Well, yeah, because remember the Braves won the World Series two <laughs> years ago, beat Houston, and then they were the favorites again last year, and the Phillies jumped in and beat them. And then the Astros beat the Phillies in the World Series. Well, now Braves are supposed they're even better, and the Phillies were close. I mean, they were you know twelve outs away from moving on back to Philly up two zero. Uh, so it's still a great series. It'll probably go five games, and there'll be more moments like that. But man, that was they're not the favorites great. anymore though in Vegas. Dramatic, dramatic. See, that's that's a, that's too much of a dramatic swing. How are the Rangers now the favorites to win the World Series? Because they're dogging they're out. Creed. Yeah, that's cre- why. exactly the Creed baby. They still the have creed. the same pitching staff and bullpen. Do they not? <laughs> But the bullpen, the, the the bullpen in the last month had been a little bit better, and in the playoffs, they've. I mean, aside from that three run home run, I'm, I'm not saying game. they're not playing good, but I certainly wouldn't make them the favorites right now. But I, who, who are the second? Who, are, who has the second Houston, best? Houston, Atlanta, Phillies. I mean, uh, Phillies have the second best because right? because you know this, and you, Ty, you can deny it, but the Rangers can go in the tank real fast. Too. Oh yeah, I know <laughs> they can turn the other way really fast uh, and go on a, on a streak the other direction. I'm not saying they're going to. I just wouldn't make them the. The prohibitive favorites now in Vegas is they can't predict but, it. But I'm not Vegas. You just talked about the Braves. Nobody saw that 14. Well, look, I mean, Astros have to win a game here. They got to go to Minnesota and get at least one game. But the Astros have been much better on the road than at home. Rangers have been great at home. So they've been great on the road to start the postseason. Yeah, well, <laughs> they won four straight. Look, I think they four they have every right to be confident tonight. And um, you know, they're getting they're getting production up and down their order right now. And Evan Carter. Oh man, Evan that Carter! Dude. What a what a jolt oh. that's been. Twenty year old kid. It's a great story. Hey, uh, bet on him to be rookie of the year next year. Yeah, he would be qualified. It's to a be foundational the of the year piece next for the Rangers year. now. Yeah, and this Orioles team that they went through that that they're going through is very young, right? This is speaking of first time pressure cracks pipes. This is the pressure. You know, it's one thing to play the season, but that's why even going into the series, I said I thought the Rangers had the advantage just because of the the experience of a Bruce Bochy and a Corey Seager and a Marcus Simeon. Nathan Evaldi tonight will pitch. He's been in these spots before in his career. So, But, uh, yeah, it's still, there's still plenty of moments like that to come. The craziest Ranger stat, though, Bruce Bochy fort, has won 14 of his last 15 postseason ser- series. Yeah. No, he's wow. And when he won those World Series three times with the Giants, he, wasn't, he didn't always have the best team. And it was like every other year, right? Yeah, every other year he would win the odd years, <laughs> and he's he's a really good postseason manager. But there's not a doubt, no doubt about that. And uh, he's pushing the right buttons right now. So, yeah, I think that's probably would be the number one reason for Vegas to all of a sudden in a wide open race, where the prohibitive favorite of the Braves, but now they're in a one one series dogfight with the Phils. Going to Philly. No, this game. I, I think game three there is going to be humongous. Yeah, uh, because you don't want to face elimination if you're the Braves. Because look, you're, you're you're likely to face the Diamondbacks the next round because the Diamondbacks are already up two zero on the Dodgers. They're so hot. Too. Whoever wins this series, Phillies Braves are likely to go to the World Series. I don't. I'm not going to minimize the the Diamondbacks. I think they're kind of like the Orioles. They're they're brand new to this, and they just jumped on a couple of bad starts for Dodger pitching. And Dodger pitching has been banged up. They got after Clayton Kershaw in the first game, and last night got after. Uh, the young guy, and so you know, here they are on the brink of moving on. So they still have to close out one more game. But boy, the the National League is wide open to whoever wins this Braves Philly series, in my opinion, because you're not going to have to face the. We we had uh, uh, last Bob Nightingale was on with us last week, mm-hmm. and he said the NLCS is that series in Philadelphia Atlanta. That whoever wins that will beat the other side. Uh, I think that's true. 
Uh, and that's why uh, last night that was such a huge win for Atlanta. And now we'll see today. Uh, we'll get a packed house in Minnesota with the Astros at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Packed house tonight at the Gilf for the, the Rangers. Gilf. And we've got Ranger baseball right here on the horn tonight. That's right. Just looking forward to that. And we got some Creed playing. I'm sure they'll have lots of Creed playing. Got to have the Creed. I'm, mm-hmm. they, they gotta, something's got to be playing. Oh, right. You're in the gift, right? We're talking about they're going to have it playing like, at times during some of the action or in between some of the action. Something like stretch. Got to be. Oh, sorry. My phone's talking. Oh, I was like, well, who is that? I was like, what? what's that sexy That's my watch. Who said that? That's my who's watch. Who said that? Somehow my watch was giving me information on the Phillies. I must have, I must have Oh, you must have activated They're always listening to me. Voice activation. No, oh, they I definitely did, I, always I did listen. this, and it went like that, and then she started talking to me. No, it's listening. Because I would say half the time on my Twitter timeline, stuff pops up that we're talking about. That Instagram all ads. The time. Yeah. I'm like, how the hell? We were just talking about this, this stat and this team, and then randomly I get another stat talking about that stat. Yeah, they listen. They are. It's okay. I don't hey, care. Hey, Rod. I don't if, care anymore. Before we dive into the rant, can I ask you this? Is there any doubt that the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFL through five weeks? Any it's, doubt in your mind? Is there a team that no, even comes close to— I'll give you a stat. Um, how about this? They are the only They are the only, only the fifth team to start a season at least 5-0 and with 30 points scored in every game. They joined the 2000 Rams, 07 Patriots, 2013 Broncos, and 2018 Rams— the last three all lost the Super Bowl that year. 2,000 Rams lost a wild card game. So. Ouch. Ouch. Has this not been the discussion about the 49ers like, for the past three years, though, during the regular season? Yeah. Well, they, remember, they started 3-4 and four last year. Oh, yeah. I guess they, they lost the Bears. They were 3-4 and four Yeah, when Trey year. Lance, when Trey Lance started, then they found Brock Purdy. Yeah, yeah, if, if, if the Chiefs and the 49ers play in the Super Bowl right now, who would you pick? 49ers. I'd take the 49ers right now. I'd pick the Chiefs. I would not. The Chiefs have an issue. Yeah, the Chiefs need a wide receiver, and I think they'll trade for one. I don't know. When they they trade for a wide receiver this season, then maybe I'll go back to the Chiefs. Rashi Rice. i got to ask you this Mm -hmm. about that. I mean, have you watched the first five weeks? The Chiefs have not looked good. I know, but it's it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it is Mahomes, though. I don't. San Francisco has outscored their opponents by 100 points. Mm. 167 to 68. And they have the fewest uh, turnovers in the league tied with the Texans. (laughs) <laughs> I, again, I, if you said I, this is a long season and a lot can happen between now and January into February, but what you just asked me was who would you pick right now? Yeah. Right now, if you're they're playing the, the Super Bowl today, I'd pick the Niners by double digits if they were playing Oof. the Chiefs today. I don't know if I'd take double digits, but I'd definitely take the Niners. Yes, yeah, I take the Niners because uh, I again I've watched every. The Chiefs have played okay. Even yeah. their game with Minnesota and was the, by no and, means dominant. And this Niners team matches up well with this Chiefs team because they yes. don't have a wide receiver. They got the two best coverage linebackers. In football, and they got an all-pro safety. They actually are one of the few teams that can take away Kelsey on multiple levels. Most teams cannot; they don't have linebackers. Well, like I'll say Warner. it this way: right now, Rod, I would pick Miami to beat Kansas City on a neutral site. I think Miami and mm. in a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right, just look. I mean, they, uh, yeah. they got every they time gotta prove it. they got to prove it to me. Yeah, I'm when not it really sure matters. about it. Yeah, I'm not sure about it. That's it's it's, it's interesting though conversation. I'm not I, sure about uh, that. Miami is a is a handful for anybody to face, and I just uh, I'm not knocking Patrick Mahomes, and the greatness of him is not lost on me. I'm just saying they they have not dominated their five games, and they're they're winning. Like gosh, the guy the game against uh, the Jets, Patrick Mahomes 
had to win it by himself against the Jets in that game. I mean, they should have won the Detroit game. Let's be honest. Kadarius Tony right. essentially was a You're sleeper, right. a sleeper agent. He <laughs> worked for the other team. If he didn't have the worst game we ever seen a receiver have in the last three years, You're, they well, win that game. They're well, five and up. Well, that's part so, of me too. That, yeah, because I mean, they, but they're more mistake prone you, you, than they've been. They're you, not as dynamic you, you as they've you, been. You got the same issue that that college football fans have with Alabama right now. It's because just he's like they're down. It's like yeah, they're down. They're down relative to being undefeated sure. and being the greatest dynasty in the history of college football. Ball. Down for them is yeah, they're gonna win ten games instead of winning twelve. So down for Kansas City is like yeah, down, but they still should be undefeated right now. Well, so are they down or are they just not as dominant as well, they no, once I mean, were? listen to what I'm saying. They lost to the one winning team that they played, and the four teams that they beat are either five hundred or they, under. And they had no Kelsey, and like I said, Kadarius Tony was a sleeper agent. And they had no Chris Jones. But so the question missing, was, would so they beat the so, Niners? So they were missing two of their they were missing two of their three best players, and they had a one point loss to Detroit, missing two of the three best players. And you had one of your players who had who made more plays for the other team than for you. So they would beat no, five Rod, and nine. Rod, the question was, would they beat the Niners? I know we're talking about your point. I'm just saying they're not that down. I think you're saying they. That's why you say you say Miami. You you brought up another well, situation. I would, I would be they, Miami he brought too. Up a four nights away. Then you brought up Miami. So I'm saying we disagree with your Miami point because you're saying that Kansas City is way more down than they are. I they're think, not that I think down. they're they're not nearly as dynamic as they've been. I, right? I agree with that, but I'm not saying lose to Miami in the playoffs. I would, well, down. I would pick Miami in a playoff game right now. now again, <laughs> I trust you. Ask, me in, Ju- ask yeah, me in January. Me too. I'll but, trust Miami. I mean, uh, I won't trust Miami yet. I, I like them, though. Remember, I picked them to win the division. I like did. them. You did. I picked Buffalo, and I think still think Buffalo's got a high ceiling as a team as well, but they keep taking these injuries. Mabalano being are, out. Yeah, the middle linebacker mm-hmm. got hurt. Yeah. Uh, Tredavious White getting hurt. I mean, those are the things. When I say let's see where they are all in December, that's it's the injury part that can change a lot of these dynamics. There's no question about that. But right, if you're asking me right now, uh, I would pick the Niners against anybody on a neutral field. That's true. Uh, and... I would probably pick Philadelphia over the Eagles right or over the Chiefs right now, and I think I would pick the Dolphins. But that's you know that's just the five games that I've seen. Uh, the Chiefs are right there, and they have a chance. And typically, Andy Reid teams will keep getting better. And I mm-hmm. think they may be in the market for a receiver if one comes on the market here in the next three weeks because the trade deadline is at the end of this month, and uh, somebody's going to put a trade. You know, someone that's fallen out of contention is going to put a make a receiver available that can change everything for Kansas City because right now the it just doesn't feel like Patrick Mahomes has a guy that scares anybody that's not tamed Travis Kelsey. No, I agree with that. It makes Travis Kelsey too easy to defend. Yeah, they need a wide receiver. They do, yeah. and you know Miami just mm-hmm. makes everybody afraid with what they do, and then you know the Niners are just the total package. I mean, they just do everything really well. Uh, and I, the thing about the uh, and as I mentioned this earlier, if the Detroit Lions, there were reports that they were trying to trade for for Max Crosby from the uh, mm, that's a power move. Raiders. Yeah, if they power move that, that's a good whoa. One. All of a sudden, the Lions are in this conversation because the pass rush would meet the offense, and they get Jamison Williams back and. Jameer Gibbs will be back here shortly. They become a real scary team. Hey, Rod, can we get your rant of uh, this 9 o'clock hour? Let's get it. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car, any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butt. The texture said, Chiefs distracted by Swift. <laughs> she didn't come to the last game, though, against Minnesota. She wasn't there. I think she 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 told them she was coming, and then she changed her mind. Trouble in paradise? No. no, I just think she, she doesn't want to do it. I mean, that's, that's a bit of overkill. And there was a report that we, uh, we she didn't come to Travis Kelsey's birthday party or something. Oh, now that may be an issue. Was that real? 
Yeah, oh. but like it was uh-uh. agreed upon because Uh-oh. you know it would have been kind of a scene. Oh, that's not good. His birthday was October fifth. He turned thirty-four. Last oh, week. so he's a Libra like me. Libra it's the day before my B day. Man, that's weird. She didn't go to the B day party. Oh, maybe uh, it's fake then. Well, that's on, the that's thing important. though, Taylor. She can't you, just come anywhere. You like, go to the games, but not to my B day. Yeah, but what if it's like at a restaurant or a bar or something? You can't. Taylor Swift just can't show up there. She's gonna have a whole entourage of security guards. Mm, they could. True. They could add a post-birthday celebration. Room. That's fair. Intimate. That's fair. Intimate. I right about that. Um, yeah, I'm still watching that that uh, relationship there. We haven't had any updates on it either. So it I probably what's going won't. On. I think the last Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey podcast, he indicated it's 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 getting a little bit out of control. We probably need to tamp this thing down a little bit. It's still going on, but let's 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 not put it out in front as much uh, as we are. The NFL is hoping that he changes his mind. Oh, about agreed. That. They agreed. got to take another level. All right. Uh, so let's hear from Steve Sarkeesian. He spoke to the media yesterday. Media availability, very long uh, media availability for Sark. I thought it was very revealing. Twenty-eight plus minutes of it, and he talked about multiple things, including the defensive breakdown on the final defensive drive for Texas, a winner defending the game-winning drive for Oklahoma. And uh, he, and we got two cuts that we'll play here, but he actually started out, when it, in part of his opening statement, he addressed the defensive breakdowns uh, that Texas had on that final drive. And here is Sark talking about almost play-by-play f- play of those five plays of what happened and what went wrong for Texas on the back end. The, the first one was kind of a, a missed tackle there on the sidelines where it would have been great to wrap the, wrap the receiver up and keep him in bounds to keep, to keep the clock rolling. We, we, we let him get out of bounds. The second one was, you know, miscommunication uh, in the back end where, um, you know, our two safeties are playing one coverage and everybody else is playing another coverage. And in turn, uh, the, the same common theme defensively reared its ugly head. We didn't have very good pass rush lanes. Uh, and Gabriel was able to really step up in the pocket and give the illusion that he was going to run, and then that forced uh, Jalen Ford to have to try to come up, and then he finds Stoops in behind him for about a 30-yard gain right there. What, but in reality, it all started with we weren't on the same page from a coverage standpoint. So um, those were the first two. Naturally, hey, the pass interference is pass interference. We could argue it was or it wasn't. Uh, but then in the end, you know, they're scrambling a little bit. There's 15 seconds on the clock. We felt like we had a great call, and, and we didn't execute it. So that, that part was probably the most disappointing thing, but that was a little bit of a common theme overall, that if you looked at offense, you looked at special teams, you looked at defense, at different aspects of the game, we didn't execute some things that were, I don't want to call them simple, but things that we've been running now for almost two and a half months. And so... Uh, I'd like to think that we could operate better than that. And so we've got to, we've got to get back to uh, executing at a level that is the standard around here. All right, there you go. And uh, Sark essentially revealed you had multiple defensive breakdowns. You had a coverage bust on the Drake Stoops reception uh, where the safeties and the cornerbacks were essentially playing different coverage responsibilities, not on the same page there. Um, and you also had he he brought out the missed tackle too, which is is big because you could have stopped them inbounds. You tackled them inbounds, and they more clock would have uh, been been able to you know tick down. Um, so that also is something he brought up, but that wasn't necessarily a mental error. That was just uh, the Oklahoma player making a great play and you not making uh, the tackle. But then on the goal line or near the goal line, you have Texas 
with the uh, coverage bust by David Benda, who doesn't he didn't bump the coverage from Derek Williams, and then you also have down there what Sark describes as two players who are rushing in the same gap, so lack of gap integrity. And I believe what he's the players he's talking about because we'll actually play this sound. Who said that? There's an offensive the uh, left tackle for Oklahoma. He actually is now described blocking two players. Yeah. So Sark didn't specifically say which two players were in the wrong gap, but we do have an Oklahoma player who is getting a lot of praise from coaches and as described to the media that he had to block two players, and he describes blocking Ethan Burke and John and I'm sorry, John, Terrence Brooks. Blocking those two guys on the same play, and he was a tackle. They were both pursuing the C gap, not 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 one defender at all going through the B gap, and the guard actually was looking for someone to block and couldn't find anybody. Oklahoma guard. He was late because I think he first his first read was to block down, and then once he blocked down, you can see him kind of fan out looking for defenders, and he couldn't find anybody. And Sark said that also was a breakdown on the front, and if that had happened. The truth is, Dylan Gabriel's window where he's throwing the football is that B gap. Like he's actually looking right through that B gap, um, and that's where he ends up throwing it. So I, I guess the theory would be that if you did have the proper pressure packages and everybody rushing the proper gaps, that maybe Ethan Burke would have been in that gap, and then he would have blown up that play or forced Dylan Gabriel to throw off platform, or maybe to abandon the pocket or knock the ball down. Or knock I mean, the ball down. Yeah, he's a lot of tall. things can happen yeah, if you're there. Exactly. And if you're able to get a sack, or I mean, oh. think about it, if you make him double pump because he's done, you know, and then all of a sudden you bring him down. Now they have no timeouts, and yep. it's a scramble drill for them to get the ball spiked and kick a field goal. And that's yeah, that that's that's critical execution, Ron. Critical execution and critical mm-hmm. moments of games. And uh, Longhorns did not on either side. I didn't think the 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 sack on the offensive side was was critical to the uh, to the drive that could have ended up in a game winning touchdown. Yep. And instead, you gave up a game winning touchdown, and you know that's. Sure, some hard conversations this week, but that's good. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian talking to Terry Joseph and Blake Gideon about, hey, guys, what are we doing? What happened? What are how's, we doing back here? How, is this, how are the safeties and the corners playing different coverages on the most important defensive drive of the game? How do we have that have a breakdown? And by the way, another thing, to your point, E, and you brought this up on In Game Live, you talked about it yesterday, it was a very astute uh, observation, and I think a, a valid uh, suggestion uh, by you and critique. Sark should have called a timeout on that drive for the defense so they can gather themselves. After you recognize the coverage bust, is that the perfect time to go? All right, we are obviously not on the same page. We, are, we, need, a, we, need, a, we need a timeout here, guys. We got coverage bust going on. After the first coverage bust, shouldn't, shouldn't it have happened then? Yeah, three. Well, three plays went fifty-five yards, and they went from the thirty-five to the twenty. So I, yeah. in three quick plays, that's when. And I did say it on the in-game watch. I was like, call timeout. Call timeout because you've conceded the field goal now. Um, you're they're in field goal range easily. Now you got to prevent the touchdown and and get everybody together. Yeah. You got some young guys on the field right now that haven't been in this spot. They've got a sixth year quarterback who's not going to slow down. Uh, let's get a timeout. Let's call the TO coach. Get the TO, yeah. TV, baby. No, you're right. But there's also, I mean, because I'm with you because I. I didn't realize that that was a conscious thought, man. They had a great play call, but that was a coverage bust on the Drake Stoops one. Man, that's if you're Sark, then that's when you call time and go. All right, we're we're confused. We don't, you know, we've had a coverage bust on the most important defense drive of the game. We had a missed tackle on the first one. We're not ready. All right, let's just take a deep breath, guys, and let's gather ourselves. Let's figure out what the best plan of action is going forward because you guys seem like you're underwater here. Seems like you guys are drowning a little bit here. And let's. So I'm, I'm now after hearing that. 
I even more support your theory that he should have called a timeout there. Man, after that busted coverage. Because yeah. they just they seem confused. They just seem confused. And you're right, they had a lot of young players out there. Remember, no Jalen Catalan. Uh, you had Derek Williams out there at safety. He's a freshman. You had Malik Muhammad out there. He's a young guy. So I'm going to put part of it on the, the miscommunication in secondary – Part of it on the coaches because they got to get that in. They got to get that message in. They got to get the call in. Make sure everybody's on the same page. But I'm gonna put it on the veterans in that secondary too. Jaron Thompson's an elder statesman, been in that secondary longer than anybody else. Jaday Barron is considered a leader, one of your best players on your team. They are the ones in that secondary that have the most clout, that have the most street cred. They should have taken it upon themselves to say, all right, we got to make sure everybody's on the same page, that the cornerbacks, and, and you've got one safety in one corner. Jaday Barron could have made sure the corners knew the coverage, and Jaron Thompson made sure the safety's on the same page and go, hey, man, we'll communicate, we'll confirm to each other, but we got to make sure everybody's confirmed, and then we'll make sure we all are playing the same coverage. Who cares if it's the right coverage, but the same coverage? Yeah, it could have been the guy like Jalen Ford saying, hey, coach. Time out. We're getting, we need time out. We need time out. Yeah. Let's get my guys you together know what? That can have, I heard Michael Griffin say it on LHG. He said, honestly, guys, you player can call a timeout. Now, your coach may dog cuss you when you get on the sideline. Like, what the hell are you doing? But you can always go, coach, we needed it. <laughs> yeah. you, you watch, coach, we're all confused. We had no idea what the hell was going on. And your coach may go, you know what? You were right. Yeah. So, and I heard Mike Griff talking about it. Honestly, there are certain guys on that defense that could have done it. Now, freshmen can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> right? Derek Williams ain't doing it. Yeah, Jay, but Jalen Ford could have done it. Jaron Thompson probably could have done it. Jaday Barron probably could have done it. Yeah, I agree. And the coaches have been like, no, you're good. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get things settled down here. All right, we come back. Uh, we'll pick up that conversation for the end of the hour. A round of Who Said That? Always fun uh, to get some good audio into the fill. And there's been some good ones today, that's for sure. We'll have them for you. Also back on Texans and er, Longhorns and Cowboys. The Texans with a big game this week. We'll look forward. Uh, it is a, a busy Tuesday, and we got a lot to look at. It's Hook em Up with Ian Rodby. Hey, everyone. You know we love all the texts you guys send us. So we want to tell you about our new Horn text line number. Make sure you save the new number, 512-447-3776, to keep sending us all of your comments, questions, and more. We're always trying to find the best way to connect with y'all. So make sure to remember the new number, 512-447-3776. It's 512-447-3776. And thanks for listening to The Horn. A lot of people coming up to me, hey, tell me about that underdog fantasy thing you're doing, Ian, talking about all the time, and that's it. Football season here. I had a Monday night game last night. There's games every night, college and pro now, for 50 nights. Listen, how about the ability to play each game and do fantasy pick them where you can win real money. That's legal here in the state of Texas, and all you're going to do is pick between two and five players in each game, select whether they go higher or lower on one of their key stats there, the catches or touchdowns or whatever the uh, the higher or lower is going to be, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. Uh, last night, they probably had a lot of lowers uh, in that game with the Raiders and Packers, or unless it was interceptions for Jordan Love. Uh, but it's just a blast, and it's a good way. You know, you can build a dream team game to game, not season long where injuries become such a factor and bad luck. Uh, you go game to game, and it's so easy to use. And if you go to Underdog Fantasy and download that, that little uh, the, the phone app, or just go to the website and you use the promo code Hogan. That's my last name, H O G A N. Get your first deposit of up to ten or more, up to five hundred dollars doubled. Think about that, up to five hundred bucks. So you're doubling your money to start with uh, to have some fun with it. They'll also get you with you that promo code a higher pick more uh, higher pick over 0.5 yards in the pick'em lobby. So you can use that to add to uh, to one of your picks. Uh, you must be eighteen and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates, which is Texas, uh, and you can get after it right now. It's Underdog Fantasy. It's Underdog Fantasy. Just download the app. Use my promo code Hogan, or just go to the website Underdog Fantasy. 
UnderdogFantasy.com. Have fun with it game by game and get after Underdog Fantasy this starting Thursday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The weekend. Swing a high fly ball. Deep out into left field. Hayes going back. Nick Garber. You most definitely can. A grand slam for Mitch Garver to give Texas a 9-2 lead. Oh, man, there it is. Ranger fans fired up. Rod, don't you remember this a little bit ago? Ty gave up on baseball. He had mailed it in. He was all on the Cowboys in their Super Bowl bandwagon. I don't know what happened to that. Well, because the Cowboys now look so bad, he's jumped back on the baseball bandwagon because the Rangers have picked up their level of play. Now they're the favorites to win the whole dang thing. Hey, I'll be there if they make it. Yeah, you will. I'll make it for one of those games. This Mm -hmm. is why a public forum like this, be careful. I know. You you gave it in. You gave it up on your Rangers. It's okay. We know why. They were playing terrible. I've been known to say some stupid stuff before. So (laughs) maybe, Maybe they heard me. And they woke yeah, up. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Well, if, you if you're officially abandoning your Cowboys, you're not allowed to come back onto that bandwagon in December. If nah, just don't. Them. Just remind me. Just remind. Remind me. <laughs> don't don't jump off the bandwagon. Just go sit somewhere else. Go sit in the back somewhere. Okay. It's more about Dak than it is about the Cowboys. I just uh, I can't watch another game, a close game, where he ruins it for me. Well, Jerry Jones just told you Dak ain't going nowhere. What yeah. did Jerry Jones say? We got the guy. We uh, we got our guy. Yeah, he uh, he's basically reiterating that Dak is the. He's man. saying everything Cowboy fans want to hear on this Tuesday morning. Uh, yeah, he was on uh, the fan this morning, one hundred five three. The fan asked if he wants. Uh, he says uh, on Jerry on Dak Prescott quote I completely believe we have the quarterback that can take us where we want to go. Dak yeah. Prescott's a quarterback that can get us to the Super Bowl, and Boom. that's the, that's the way it's going to be. See? What he said that. <laughs> This morning. Yeah, After that loss, that. he said 53 minutes ago. He said, I completely believe. And that's the way that's going to be. Also asked if he wants to see C.D. Lamb, Sedarius Lamb, get more opportunities. I don't know about that. I want to see. Whoa. Hold on. What what? I want, he said, what I want to see is the ball spread around to several wide receivers. And Damn. That, oh, you know why? Because C.D. wants his money. Yo, CD's trying. CD's about to get a contract, right? So CD's like, "Hey, I need wide receiver one targets and wide receiver one production, so that I can go ahead and get this money." And Jerry's like, "Yeah, I don't really want to pay him like a wide receiver one, so I don't really care if he yeah, gets the ball. I just need it. I need productivity. Period. Not necessarily CD Lamb productivity. Throw it to Ferguson. Throw it to Cavante Turpin. Let's turn that. Throw it to that guy. Well, he's hurt too now. <laughs> yeah, he got hurt. I saw that. Yeah, on yeah. that touchdown, he like broke his foot. He got hurt on that he play. Broke his or foot. not? I don't know if he broke it, but, but he was he, out for the rest of the game with a foot injury. Yeah. It didn't look. No, they say actually that he may be a candidate for IR. They got like four guys. Leighton Van Der Esch, four to six. Yeah, he's a candidate for it too. Yeah. They got some yeah, bad luck In addition here. to getting you know, lost Molly and beat up, they got uh, injured too. Yeah, so yeah, they, they play Monday Night Football next week against the Chargers. C.J. Godwin too, they said. C.J. Goodwin, he actually had a pectoral injury, Leighton Van Der Esch, the neck injury, and Cavante Turpin, the ankle. He said uh, they definitely have a chance uh, to practice this week, but also said – 
their IRA candidate. What's well, so good guess, one in Turpin out? That affects your special teams big time. The, the, that's, your, that's your ace and your yeah. punt returner, kick returner. I didn't think about that, but you're right. Maybe Deuce is going to be the return he guy? He returned one against San Francisco, and then they put in, um, I don't know, someone else. But Deuce Vaughn returned one punt. Oh, and then uh, Dowdle returned a kick. Oh, uh, okay. There that's you what go. it was. That makes sense. He's Here's explosive. a, uh, a t- listener and a texter with a very good memory that says, just don't let Ty buy World Series tickets in the ALCS like he cursed <laughs> the horns in March. You weren't here for this, Rod. This is the what guy that when the Longhorns basketball team was up. Oh, I remember this Elite Town. Eight, in the Elite Eight. He, right. He stu- got on the, at halftime, got on the phone and sort of buying tickets to the final oh, you four. Can, I was like, no. You I can remember. halfway blame Casey Stutter for that, too, because we were, we were having a over the phone watch of that game because that was one where I had to be alone to watch it. And he, uh, felt, and he called me. He's like, I'm nervous. It was the Miami game. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, you guys man. were consoling each other. Yeah. And then once it started to turn bad, he hung up on me. And, <laughs> I, and, then, I had, and then I had final four tickets. Oh. So. Jake is hung up on him. Well, you can buy AC, a, a, ACL, uh, ALCS tickets after tonight if they win. You can I saw you can buy them already. Yeah, don't do that. Don't buy them already. Don't do that. Yeah, Nosebleeds are like 300 bucks. I don't, don't know if I'll maybe, – maybe someone can sponsor me to go up there. That'd be cool. A Rangers fan here in the Texas maybe, Central Texas area. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jared Jones will do it for you. Let them take care of business first, even though it pretty um, – what's the stat that in the best of five postseason series teams that take a 2-0 lead – Win the series eighty nine percent of the time. I think the last time the Rangers had a two zero lead, they lost to the Toronto Blue Jays. I think though. you're right about that. I had a text. I wasn't going to tell you that, Ty. I didn't want to say that. Oh, I remember. We had a text was sitting that in, so I don't want to say anything. Yet. I was like, oh. I didn't even see that text. I just I remembered that just now. So. Oh, well, you're a Rangers fan. I'm sure you do. <sighs> well, Astros play the afternoon affair today, three zero seven. Rangers seven zero seven tonight. You'll hear it here on the horn. And uh, Astros are going where they feel comfortable. They're out on the road. They twenty one twenty two games over five hundred away from home. Uh, they'll play the Twins in Minnesota. I was looking at this, Rod, before we get to who said that who said before that? the top of the hour. According to 24-7 Sports, the toughest remaining college football schedules down the stretch. And down the stretch they come, number one on the list. <laughs> Give it to me. USC. USC, yeah, because it's a, it's a brutal they, From here they play the at Notre Dame, yeah, Utah, brutal. at Cal, home to Washington, at Oregon, home to UCLA. It's brutal. Uh, how many of those did they win with that defense? They had to survive Arizona in triple overtime on Saturday. <laughs> Survived Colorado almost, even though they had what, a yeah. 24 touchdown lead. At Notre Dame, where Notre <laughs> Dame just lost to Louisville. Home to Utah, who beat them twice last year. At Cal, which will be a win. But then the Huskies of Washington at Oregon, back-to-back top 10 teams. Some believe they're top five teams of Washington and Oregon. Uh, Oregon, one of those five teams that have covered every every spread this year, Rod. Ooh, I like it. Well, Oklahoma's in that Good too. teams win. Great teams cover. Because they play offense and defense. Damn right. Uh, also, number two on that list is Michigan State for toughest schedules. They still have to play Michigan, well, Minnesota, Nebraska, Ohio State, and Penn State. They're a dumpster fire right now of a, of a program. It's because of all the controversy happening. There is a lot of controversy. Uh, also, uh, BYU. BYU out of the Big 12 now. They have to play at TCU, Tech, at Texas, at West Virginia. At oh, Oklahoma yeah. State and Oklahoma. Ooh, at is, West Virginia and at Texas. That is tough. That's the third toughest schedule left out of every team is BYU. Well, as I think far it's as winning Texas, records, I mean, I Texas is 5-1. and one. Yeah, and then West Virginia. I think West it's Virginia those two. is 4-1 and one, and yeah. Oklahoma's 5-0. and oh. Those are all winning teams. Yeah. I think that's what it is. They I think play it's based on teams. record of opponent remaining. TCU's on the list, too, same at number thing. four. For the same reason, yeah. probably. Okay, they'll play Texas still. They've got to play Oklahoma. Does the TCU play Oklahoma this year? TCU does play Oklahoma. It's so, in Norman. There you go. So that's what it is. That's, in November. Yeah. So he's right. It's based on the record of the team. Uh, remaining. remaining schedule, uh, Tennessee's got to play A&M at Alabama, at Kentucky, uh, Georgia as well. 
Um, yeah, uh, Penn State. Good. Penn State is a prove-it team. Another one of those teams that have covered every every spread, Rod. Covered every spread. Penn yeah. State. They've got to play UMass this week. That's going to be good. Yeah, UMass. Penn, Penn State's a team that they only got they only got two things they need to do this year, and that's beat Ohio State and beat Michigan. That's all their that fans want to see. Number yeah. one and number two in the country, maybe? Yeah, well, <laughs> it ain't, I didn't say it was easy. You know. I said that's all their fans want to see them do is beat Michigan, beat Ohio State. That's so they're going to beat UMass, and they go to Columbus, home to Indiana, at Maryland. They look good this year, though. Home to Michigan. They got that's the one they have to win. They can even even Penn State fans would forgive them losing in Columbus, I believe. But I think they can win it this year because Ohio State doesn't look as formidable as they have as formidable. Uh, but they get Michigan in State College in one of the mm-hmm. games of the year in college football that's in big. November. Uh, also, number seven on the list is Florida, where Billy Napier Billy Napier is not uh, feeling no, pretty good. He's not going to be long for Florida. They're trying to get Dion there pretty soon. Ooh, great call. <laughs> Michigan is number eight because they still have to play. Um, at did, Penn State, at Maryland, and Ohio State to wrap up the, their did, regular season. What did P.J. Flex say about Michigan? Best it, team he's seen in 11 years. That's a bold statement from an opposing coach to even say that. Can you find that again, Best Ty? team that he's seen in 11 years? Yeah, That's this is crazy. This is pretty bold from P.J. Fleck, who just got his ass kicked by... Well, I guess, maybe he just humbled, I guess, right? Yeah, listen to P.J. Fleck talking about Jim Harbaugh's team, who's sitting at number two in the country right now. They awesome. really haven't been tested, but they will in the next six games. They're as good as advertised. That's That's... I said this uh, on the radio a second ago. I think they're the best football team I've seen in 11 years of being a head coach. I've never seen a football team like that, that deep. I'm not sure if this is true, but I was told this walking off the field. I think they traveled 75 people and maybe played like 74 of them. I don't know. I mean, hmm. they've got, they're one of the deepest teams, one of the best teams, one of the biggest teams, fastest teams, strongest teams, and they do not make mistakes. They, they, are, they are truly like a boa constrictor, and they, they do not beat themselves. They're very good at each position. They're very aligned yeah. with everything that they do. They know who they are, and they go. They go and execute that game. There's all right. Wow. So there you go. It's amazing. Yeah, Can I give you this, the ultimate flex compliments. stat on Michigan? Because I'm a kid from Ohio, so I don't like Michigan. But how about this? They traveled 75, Rod. You know the one player who didn't play in the game? I bet he feels bad. Back at no. long snapper or something? He's the long snapper because they never punted. Oh, damn. So the starting long snapper. <laughs> but the punter actually does the kickoff for them, so he played. Dang. The backup, the long snapper who traveled didn't play because they wow. never had to punt in the game. Well, so they have a different long snapper for field goals. Yes. Damn. Damn. That's flex. That is a flex. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of that. That's before. a recruiting pitch right there too. Yeah. Whoa. Anyone come play? Yeah. Whoa. Nine oh nine is Ohio State because of the same reason all these teams are going to play there against one another down the stretch in the Big Ten. Indiana. So there yeah. you go. USC, the toughest remaining schedule in uh, college. What could they got to play? No. Well, Notre Dame. I remember I told you Notre Dame was on upset alert. You I, told been, me. I said it all last week. I said, man, Louisville. They, they've been trying to they've been trying to get beat for the last two weeks, and Louisville did them a favor. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Duke should have had them. Ohio State exactly. beat them when they had ten men on the field. <laughs> They've been trying to lose for like two weeks, so Louisville finally put it out. Hey, uh, there's some college. We also mentioned the injuries to the Cowboys. You should also know if you're uh, just jumping in here in the the fourth hour of our five-hour extravaganza, Justin Jefferson put on IR this morning by the um, Minnesota Vikings. That means four games out for your fantasy football teams. He is not going to play. Also, Devin uh, Achan. Mm-hmm. is out for maybe going to the IR, too. He hurt his knee against the Giants, even though he had a huge game again. That's unfortunate for the Dolphins. HN to the uh, IR, potentially. Now, he's just listed as a knee injury right now. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. All right, coming back, we're going to play a round of Who Said That, Who Rob? Who said that? Who said it next?
After a tough rush hour, things have eased up quite nicely here. Southbound Mopac still on again, off again delays toward 2222, where we did have a wreck. Uh, I-35 uh, south of 183 uh, to uh, downtown is slow, and northbound from Slaughter to Stasty and uh, Ben White to Cesar Chavez still going to be stop and go. And westbound on Ben White, you know, we're still heavy, uh, very heavy from I-35 uh, to Lamar. Uh, and on Lamar, uh, this is going to be uh, right there near Manjack. We have an injury crash, too, uh, so watch out through there. Southbound frontage I-35 at Slaughter, a little fender bender, but that's not a main lane problem. I'm Don Miller, and that's your traffic. Hi, I'm John Ewald with Ewald Kubota. If you have big dreams or big projects, we hope you'll consider Ewald Kubota. From small Kubota compact tractors to construction equipment, Kubota is a name you can trust. Or if you aren't committed to buying just yet, we have a full line of equipment you can rent by the day, week, or month. We can even deliver it to your work site. Ewald Kubota is committed to providing excellent customer service and satisfaction. So come by one of our 11 locations. We look forward to serving you. Or visit us on the web at ewaldkubota.com. The Lee Kitchen and Tavern, folks, here in Central Texas, uh, locally owned and operated in four great locations, and was just there last week for a nice dinner, uh, watched some, some football, and enjoying dinner uh, at the League in the uh, Belterra area. Brother lives out that way, wife works out in Dripping Springs, we met at the uh, League, and fantastic. Uh, it is everything you want in a, in a cool restaurant spot. If you're looking for a nice formal dinner, uh, date night kind of thing, and special occasion, anniversary, birthday, it's a good spot. Uh, but also, if you just want to go and hang out with the dudes and watch the game, you can do that in the saloon bar area of, of all their locations. Um, and then if you want to you know, have a big event, they can. They have private rooms where you can get a big event going there. Uh, it's just everything. Uh, ladies' night with the cocktail menu that everybody's going to love, the wine selection that they have. It really is the, uh, the, the, the most versatile uh, menu you're going to find and, and restaurants you're going to find as far as everything you need. It's that American comfort food offers rustic, rustic made from scratch menu items with fresh products served daily. The tavern also boosts a cocktail menu that'll take you back through history. It's really great. They also have monthly specials, right? It's chef inspired monthly specials to keep the the menu fresh. You can go what's on there all the time or try something different. How about this? In the, the month of October with Oktoberfest, the uh, burger of the month is the schnitzel, schnitzel, schnitzel I can say that sandwich, uh, which you're going to love. Also, I had the, one of these specials the other night, the short rib beef stroganoff, which is tremendous. Fried catfish, crab cakes, apple pie old-fashioned is the uh, apple pie flavored old-fashioned is the uh, the uh, liquor special. And cocktail of the month, check it out. The League has four locations, Lakeway, Bee Cave, Avery Ranch, and Belterra. Uh, go see them. Find them online at LeagueKitchen.com. That's LeagueKitchen.com. Welcome. Ooh, saying that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Yeah, who said that? <laughs> yeah, who said it? Who <laughs> said that? Yes. Gotta have it, gotta have it. Rod, what do you have for me? We always try to figure out who said what audio we find. All right, Ty, I threw a bunch of them at you, so I just pull anyone up and we'll uh, play Who Said That? Mm, one second. It's coming. Wait for it. Wait for it. Hit it. I was really late out the ball. I wasn't even saying. <laughs> I was really, I was like, dang, I was that late out the ball. And so I'm setting. And, um, you know, I got, you know, it's, we've been a lot of all game, you know, you know, in our community, you know, communication our definitely needs to get better. And, you know, part, just definitely on my part, you know, I was trying to get it out. I was trying to get it out call. Um, and I don't think I was loud enough and I might've been a little bit too late. And that backer did, was a little uh, creep down. So Caden was definitely keeping eyes on him in case he came. Um, but I set and I didn't really feel like I had Caden with me. And so um, I saw, I saw 91 and okay, let me block him. And then I saw, 
pressure, uh, safety, uh, either safety or corner coming off the edge. And I was like, okay, let me, let me stick out a hand. Let me see if I can get him to. Um, and, you know, as an O-lineman, your job is to protect the quarterback at all costs, no matter what. Um, you know, it's basically the basics like, you know, our, of our job. And so I, I just stuck out two hands there, and I was just trying to protect with all I could. You know, because uh, what they preach here, what they've been preaching here since I've gotten here is the uncommon effort. Um, and, you know, that whole drive was uncommon effort. And I was just trying to do my absolute best to just protect as much as I could. That's really all it was. There wasn't any secret to it. I mean, if you look, go back into the film, uh, watch the game, watch the replay. After they scored, like I was kind of out of it. Like, like I was protect. I was doing my job. I thought DJ threw it out, out of bounds. It. Even with the all right, who said that? That's the very talkative left tackle of your Oklahoma Sooners. I yeah, believe. it is. His name is Walter Rouse. Yes, he's talking about blocking two Texas defenders who Sark said were rushing the same gap. Um, and I believe that was Terrence Brooks and Ethan Burke. He said ninety one. Yeah, Ethan Burke and uh, Terrence Brooks. Yeah, two young players. Two freshmen. One two the young shirt. players. No excuse, yeah. but uh, got to be better than that in those critical moments. Mm-hmm. Alabama, uh, Oklahoma was, and they won uh, that game. Hey, uh, let me play this for you. This is interesting because, uh, <laughs> well, you'll you'll figure it out. But we, we, this is a head coach in the National Football League. There's different philosophies in ownership. You know what I mean? Some owners kind of s- stay stay away, and and don't engage a whole lot. Other owners do, and his philosophy is he's going to engage. And um, and listen, it's only been a short experience, but it's been a really good experience. It hasn't been fun, you know. It's not fun. Those those meetings aren't. I wouldn't characterize them as fun meetings, um, but those meetings make me better, and I trust they make us better. Oh, uh, that's Frank Wright. That is Frank Wright, coach, coach of the of Carolina the Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, mm-hmm. who drafted CJ, or who drafted Bryce Young, and some are now saying that. Uh, remember, even in the draft process, there were so those that thought that uh, Frank Reich, the uh, former quarterback himself, favored CJ Stroud, but the owner Dave Tepper and others in the organization wanted mm. Bryce Young. The hands-on owner. When does it work? The hands-on owner. Uh, Mark Cuban. Yeah. Good job. Uh, uh, Mark Cuban, but is it, yeah, he won a championship. Yeah. Uh, Jim Crane in Houston's very hands on. Jim, Jim Crane in Houston, is, yes, he is. But I would also say so this about, work. I would also say this about Jim Crane. Jim Crane played pretty high level college baseball. Okay. Jim Crane was not. Hey, not Jerry. Just, Jerry played some football. Arkansas, yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But, but Jim Crane, high level. Although he's hands on, he does have a general manager. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so does Mark Cuban. So does Mark Cuban. Yeah, that's um, true. All right. But Mark Cuban didn't play hoops growing up. He's no. just smart as hell. But he's, he's done a good job. That, he's been very hands-on, though. I agree. But you can also sure. argue that Mark Cuban sometimes has been ineffective as a hands-on owner, too. He's won a championship with Dirk, but then he tore that team down systematically and didn't let that team try to come back and win another one. And he hasn't been able to lure a top. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's not good. But, yeah, hands-on owner that works. It's, it's the exception and not the rule. Is it is. Saying. I think Jim Crane would be the, the real exception. But uh, Jim Crane has gotten more involved as the success has come. Uh, he hired Jeff Luno and let him go to work to rebuild the team. But uh, some would say that uh, Jim Crane is even getting more and more meddling uh, the more success they have, which mm-hmm. is not atypical of a billionaire. I was going to say, <laughs> they're a billionaire for a reason. Well, I mean, a lot one of their the, ideas work, so they think I'm smarter and smart in all areas, all facets well, of Well, remember, life. one yeah. of the reasons he that Nolan Ryan, or no, Reed Ryan, our friend Reed, was no longer there is they, he wanted his son to be in that role of the business side, right, the president mm-hmm. of business. And even last year, remember when they won the World Series, the general manager, James Click, was offered a one-year deal. Yeah, it was, And he was like, yeah, yeah see ya. 
Yeah, I need a little bit more security. We just won the World that. Series, I need bro. Some security, bro. <laughs> Come on. One year deal. And so Crane and then Crane kind of ran the team with, with Jeff Bagwell's help early on in the offseason. Billionaires are stubborn. They're yeah. stubborn. They're, they're stubborn. Well, billionaires have made a lot of money and they don't like to be told no. Because they usually, their ideas have worked. That's why they're a billionaire. Yeah. They, they believe their billionaire genius applies to all areas and facets of life when it actually doesn't. But. Who's going to tell a billionaire that? Yeah, if Dave I was a billionaire, Tepper, you wouldn't have to tell me that. Dave <laughs> Tepper is the owner of the Carolina Panthers. Now, some heard that and think that Frank Reich wishes they had C.J. Stroud because C.J. Stroud's off to a much better start and Carolina's 0-5. Mm, I don't know if I read that into it. Me either. Yeah. Me either. But some I got that deep into it. Uh, Carolina But he probably is. does wish that. <laughs> I just don't think that statement implied it. <laughs> what else do you have for me, Rod? Uh, all right, Ty, hit me up. Who said that? George Kittle had three touchdowns on us, and he posted this thing to IG. He said, F Dallas. I just feel like he's making it more, way more personal than it had to be. Kittle's my guy, but I'm going to say this. Laugh now, cry later. We got something for that. Just trust. If we see them again, just trust. And we're going to put it just like that. I ain't going to put too much on it. You're going to make it personal. We can make it personal. That's cool. I like I said, I'm not going to put too much on it. Yeah, it keeps talking about making it personal. I'm not going to put too much on it, but you made it personal. You made it personal. Who said that? That's he, Micah. I, yeah, I love Micah good. Parsons. I didn't like that. You just got your ass kicked. Just I don't even mention it. I agree. It's personal now after you got 42 to 10 and, <laughs> and one personal before the game? You did about, nothing the whole game. What about the second quarter? You're did mad you about the t-shirt? After the first quarter, was it personal? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. That's just Yeah, Micah, his podcast, It yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure the coaches – Seem think it's a little annoying. Jerry probably loves it, but the coaches probably think it's a little annoying because he talks a lot on there. He does. Oh, it's about other teams, other people yeah, on other yeah, teams. Yeah. Which, like, he's trying to replicate the Kelseys, right? Everybody's trying to get that. I get it. Maybe he's got a day to pop star or something. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe he's a day to pop star. Who could Micah Parsons date? Hey, Turd Ferguson. He's dating one of the Cavender girls. Is he? Hook him up. Hook Micah up then. With one oh, she the got Cavender. a twin? Oh, hey. you're talking about uh, Jake Ferguson. Well, the, and the, the Cavender girls, for those who don't know, they're the, they're the Miami University of Miami basketball oh, twins. Oh, yeah. They're former, former players there. Former players at Miami. They're U. from Fort Worth. So. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And they had a big NIL deal because they're pretty and that kind of stuff. You hey. know? And they're a good ball, good ball player. They have a podcast. <laughs> And have a podcast. Everybody <laughs> has a like, podcast. And they're pretty. And they're good ball players, too. <laughs> Shoot free throws. It helps, man. Trust. Hey, we'll come back. It is the fabulous fifth quarter coming your way. Also, uh, a little, little what's popping before what's the poppin'? end of that fifth hour with some picks. 50 Days of Football continues tonight and some pretty big baseball games.